0: Hi. Hi. Hello. Uh, welcome to Joint Tenancy, the podcast where two people just talk about living places.
1: <laughs> and yeah, two people talking about living places.
0: I'm one of your hosts, Natasha Hain.
1: And I'm the other host, Jarrett Woods. <laughs> host B. Host B and host, and host A. And host
0: A. <laughs> Maybe we could be like host one and two. Oh,
1: like thing one and two. I don't know.
0: <laughs> um okay
1: host a so, host weird. a sounds like weird. coronavirus <laughs> i'm i'm host i'm carrier host a
0: patient zero patient host zero host zero if you're host zero and then i get to be host one then that <laughs> works out really well
1: <laughs> i love that for you great okay
0: <laughs> so we are here starting a podcast
1: kind of on a whim to be honest uh
0: yeah i think for so. me <laughs> natasha <laughs> for me had this <laughs> idea it's been boiling. For, for a like while,
1: a and then presented it yeah. in a group setting and saw who latched on and who didn't.
0: <laughs> Basically, we were at a New Year's Eve party, so that's like six weeks ago, and I was like, I really need to talk about this shitty condo building, <laughs> <laughs> and I need to do it in recorded sound, but I also need someone to talk to while I think
1: your it. exact words were, I need someone... That's quick and funny, so... Yeah. Sorry. To balance it's...
0: me. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> that's not going to be that's what this not podcast me. Is. <laughs> if you're looking for wit, go <laughs> elsewhere. <laughs> so we are at this really wonderful New Year's Eve party in our friend's apartment that's like at the top of this historical home. Um, it's really beautiful. Literally
1: in the maids quarters yeah. is where their <laughs> apartment is.
0: Slanted <laughs> this... ceiling, like you can't really stand up in the bedrooms. Um and I said, "I'm going to start a podcast about rental and housing and homeownership disaster stories." And you said,
1: "Sure." <laughs> I was drinking. I honestly can't remember what I said. Do you?
0: <laughs> no, but I remember a lot of enthusiasm around the general oh, idea. Oh yeah, there was yeah. there was
1: definitely a group of people Going crazy. <laughs> Nobody would stop talking over each other.
0: We also have our friend uh Ryan Hunter here, or Hunty as he's known.
1: He's in the room with us right yeah. now.
0: Um so he's agreed to be our sound engineer and producer and set us up with some really fancy mics that I think make me feel like I'm definitely not qualified
1: to be doing Oh, this. I'm recording a debut album right now. I- <laughs> No problem. So thanks, Hunty. hunty. Thank you.
0: Yeah. So I guess the motivation behind this podcast, though, is we live in this city, Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Yeah, for our international listeners. For our
1: international
0: listener. (laughs) Singular. (laughs) I think I have a friend in California who might listen to this. But Calgary is known probably internationally for like what one thing? The Stampede greatest outdoor All show right. on earth stop <laughs> also, that's like, my trigger <laughs> <a> terror <laughs> to participate in just not a fun place to be um but i think like one thing that's also really common is when you talk to calgarians there's always like just terrible housing story
1: something like yeah. it's not good yeah for some reason yeah why <laughs> who knows stay tuned guys i <laughs> we probably won't tell you but yeah. it's
0: and I think, like, for me, um, like, my obsession with this kind of thing started with Kensington Manor, mm. which is this apartment building that about two years ago, I'm not telling the story. I'm going to save this for later. Don't look at me like that. <laughs> 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 you know, save the full story for a later podcast. Um, but it was this building that just everyone got forced out of because it was at risk of imminent collapse.
1: Didn't they have to? Weren't they evicted in 15 minutes or something, like, psychotic like that? Yeah.
0: it was ter- So, like, everyone talked about this story for, like, one week, but I was obsessed with it for, like, <laughs> three still,
1: months. You still are. Yeah, Literally, still
0: are. <laughs> Literally I'm starting a podcast so we- I can keep talking about <laughs> Kensington Manor. <laughs> but the more you, like, talk about those things, like, every single person that you know has either had a terrible landlord or a bed bug infestation. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah or, like
1: that first night when we were talking about it, it was like, oh, this story. Oh, I yeah. have this story. Oh, this story. And we're like, great, save it all.
0: Even on a personal level, Even, I have like four stories to oh, tell. <laughs> you'll see. <laughs> yeah, you guys have lived in a lot yeah. of like weird apartments.
1: Uh, is weird the word? Illegal. <laughs> illegal. One of the words. <laughs>
0: illegal apartment. <laughs> Not meeting building code. <laughs> uh,
1: no stove. Just a hot plate.
0: Oh my God, I remember. No that. problem. <laughs> that was the worst.
1: Stairs carved into the side of a home. <laughs> no windows 10 feet high. Yeah. Anyway, guys, we'll get to that so a different day. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's what our podcast is going to be about. Just all of those terrible stories that every single person mm-hmm. has about whether it's a rental or a condo you bought or the crappy old house that you lived in in your 20s so long ago. Yeah. So, <laughs>
1: Yeah, guys, we're in our forties, so (laughs) we'll we'll upload a picture later.
0: Yeah, but that that expectation's really low. Yeah, follow us on Instagram and you can see us. Have great skin.
1: (laughs) Thank you. You too. (laughs) Natasha's in the really nice lit part of where we're recording, and I'm in the shadows. I specifically troll
0: again when I asked you, like when we walked in, I was like, "Which mic do you want?" And you said I don't care, it's like great, I'm taking the one with the good lighting. <laughs>
1: no problem. Because <laughs> no I problem. know we're gonna have to
0: take pictures for Instagram. Tell <laughs> me. Okay. Um should we should we tell people like where we are right now? Oh yeah. Oh, right
1: yeah, let's introduce let's let's ground the listener.
0: Give them a sense of place and belonging mm-hmm. in this, this community.
1: So we are in are Hunties and his fiancée, Zwom. Deep friend of the pod. Deep friend of the pod. <laughs> Rachel Zwombake. Their cute little house...
0: You said house with, like, a question mark, but it's definitely a freestanding home. Okay, great. It's...
1: <laughs> it's a home. It's a home. Um, How would you describe it?
0: I think, like, maybe... Let's do a visual tour. So if we walk through the front door, you come into, like, this really gorgeous living room, and that's where we're set up with our podcasting mics.
1: There's tons of plants. There's no right angles. No. It's...
0: <laughs> there's just an accumulation of different walls seem to have been, like, put up and then taken down since, like, 1917, when I'm sure this house was built.
1: Um, there's a little loft upstairs oh
0: but let's let's talk about the loft let's pause on that no problem okay so like if you're walking up the stairs what happens what do you see so you go through
1: the kitchen walk up the stairs as soon as you turn the corner there is a toilet
0: (laughs) it's just like you enter this open space with just like a single toilet staring at you from the staircase
1: <laughs> and honestly i love it i <laughs> honestly i love it guys it's amazing i've never
0: peed in it you have I to i don't have the confidence you have It's to. too open <laughs>
1: oh it's so powerful i know
0: everyone would be able to hear me and they would judge the <laughs> speed
1: <laughs> no problem <laughs> we'll get it on no we won't cut that no we're not recording that, <laughs> cut that.
0: So that's where we're
1: coming Doing from. this thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, should we yeah. get into it? Yeah. Okay, great. Okay. So I think we decided
0: I'm gonna Natasha's
1: going to go first.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: So basically, we're bringing each other, like, these stories. I don't know what she's going to tell me. She doesn't know what I'm going to tell. Research separately. We did. Did you run yours by Hunty?
0: I did. Okay. To make sure too. that we didn't have the same one. Maybe we should have said this earlier. people just have been listening this whole time. Like, what's what's the format? The
1: format of the podcast.
0: (laughs) Hindi, just like, slice this in to like right after the intro. (laughs) We're
1: we're ten minutes in and now just revealing the format of the podcast.
0: So what's going to happen every week or two weeks? Maybe monthly. We're figuring it out. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see how dedicated you <laughs> are, <laughs> Um We're going to uh, sit down, and I'm going to tell Jay a story about a terrible rental or condo or home ownership disaster, and then we're going to talk about it, and Jay's going to tell me a story, and then that's it.
1: And that's it. <laughs> so... Enjoy. (laughs) Okay. Enjoy. Okay. Do you want to go? You ready? Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Okay. So for our first episode, our very first episode, Mm -hmm. um, I want to tell a story that's kind of like the type of story that really got me excited about this podcast and doing it. And my favorite, my absolute favorite type of story is when there's like a brand new building and everyone's so excited about it and it just like looks like it's going to be the best building ever. And then it just turns out to be, like, utter and complete shit. Uh, so I'm going to tell the story of Danbrook 1 in Langford, British Columbia.
1: I'm scared. I don't know this.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's recent. It's, okay. like, yeah, okay. fresh news. So I got info for the story from CBC News, CTV News, VicNews.com, Citify.ca, and the Globe and Mail. Yep. Yeah, this is thoroughly researched. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, yep. Okay. Let's take you to langford british columbia so langford's basically just kind of this suburb of victoria victoria is the capital city of british columbia have you ever been to vancouver island where victoria yes is? yeah yeah like just gorgeous
1: so we went to tofino last summer and it was so yeah. nice Every, i loved it
0: i know it's just so green there's like rainforests and like hiking trails like it's a beautiful beautiful area and so Langford, this, like, little tiny suburb that's on kind of the West Shore, that's what they've renamed oh, it, I think. maybe Yeah, sound cooler than a suburb. Um, it has a population of, like, 35,000 people. So it's, like, a tiny community. In Victoria, you walk the streets, and there's all of these beautiful, historic mansions and kind of, like, colonial-style homes. But the problem is that's most of the rental properties in Victoria... Like, you take those, like, old homes, and you split them up into six units, and they're all, like, oh yuck. shitty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so it, what Victoria's been missing is um, what they call, like, purpose-built apartments, mm. um, which are built for the purpose of renting instead mm-hmm. of these giant mansions that are split into things that have no counter space
1: is this like attached to victoria yeah okay okay it's
0: part of like the greater victoria area if you will i will (laughs) um so there's like very few mid-rise and high-rise towers in victoria i know when i quasi lived there in like 2009 we went for drinks at the one apartment tower that was like 20 stories that's downtown and It was the sketchiest fucking place I've ever
1: been to. Wait, is this when you lived in that elevator?
0: Quasi-lived. That's, oh, I should write that down. That's a story for another time.
1: Yeah, I I did. I lived in an
0: elevator shaft. (laughs) I forgot about that.
1: So tune in for that.
0: Yeah. Um, But, like, so the one, like, apartment tower, my one time visiting it, uh, there was, you walk into the elevator, and there was this, like, posted notice from the Victoria police being, like, there was a shooting in this building a month ago and we're looking for witnesses. (laughs) Like, please come forward. We'll provide protection. Yeah. (laughs) No. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's so sketchy. And so Langford has really been working on like expanding the housing market as part of the suburb while also kind of developing this like little sort of quasi urban center of Mm. their own. And so In Victoria's West Shore, you kind of get, I mean, all of Victoria's gorgeous, but you get sweeping views of the Salish Sea, and you can see the Olympic mountain range in Washington State. Like, it's just beautiful because you're on the west side, like, great sunsets, everything. And Langford's supposed to draw all of these young urban professionals who want to be, like, closer to, like, the outskirts of the city because that's where all the outdoorsy things are. But they don't have to sacrifice, like, urban amenities. Mm. You can get downtown by, like, a cycle track or by transit. Sounds
1: nice, to be honest with you. I I, know, right? I want to live there.
0: Yeah, especially because, like, Victoria itself, like, if you own property there, you are definitely a retiree.
1: Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's like the students
0: live in Saanich, and then, like, old people live in actual Victoria. I
1: know someone that just went there to retire. Yeah. Oh, that's so weird. (laughs) Median age. Sixty-five. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe 70.
0: But then there's also this, like, weird, like, tech market going on. Like, they have, like, a lot of startups in Victoria, apparently. Yeah.
1: Because it's Vancouver adjacent and, like, cheaper? I think so. Oh. Maybe. Mm. Yeah.
0: Okay, so, like, Langford, since 2010, has been, like, doing this huge housing push and, like, doing a lot of, quote, purpose-built apartments, which sounds so simple. (laughs) And so the vacancy rate in the Greater Victoria area in 2010, guess guess what percent it was. Like, 30.5 percent. Oh, like oh you no. cannot find a place to live there.
1: Well, how are like how is anyone supposed to live there then? You can't
0: live there. So, and since 2010, it's risen to 1.2 percent, and that's like huge progress for Victoria.
1: Because all the mansions are yeah spliced up yeah it's
0: like you've got all these retirees coming in then you've got like this kind of tech sector like growing so you've got like a bunch of young people moving there for jobs but then there's just nowhere to live because there's no density like whatsoever Mm. so but langford's like working on this they're building all of these kind of like mid-rise and high-rise options and people are just like lining up for them so getting to the building danbrook one uh, it was built from 2017 to 2019 by a company called Design Build Services of Langford, which... <laughs>
1: That's- the worst name I've ever heard. Not a lot Sorry, of Sorry, not creativity. to drag that company, but... They're yeah.
0: so just like, what do we do? We design and build. That's terrible. <laughs> and we're in Langford. <laughs> we design, Yikes. build, Yikes. Well, services. by the end of this
1: story, do they have to change their name? I'm scared for that. Oh, them. you just wait and see. Oh, God.
0: Okay, Danbrook 1 is the tallest building in downtown Langford. Guess how many stories it is. Ten. 11 oh <laughs>
1: oh i wanted to be right
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah so like that's that's the like scale of community <laughs> we're working with 11 stories is like a big deal um so it's 90 rental units one two and three bedroom floor plans and it's like all glass and concrete it's got all of these kind of like what they call like condo amenity finishes and like there's in-suite laundry which is so rare for rentals mm. Countertops, air conditioning.
1: On Vancouver Island?
0: Yeah. It like never gets most warmer temporal. than like. It gets like to like 23 degrees. W-
1: for three months of the year. Yeah. Maybe.
0: I don't know why you need that. And it's also, okay, it's also pet friendly. So this is a great place to live. Cute. I know, and it's so hard to find pet friendly rentals. So, Design Build Services of Langford is working on this building. <laughs> And then it, halfway through its development, it's purchased by Centurion Property Associates. And they, I couldn't find, like, what it was purchased for, like, how much this property's worth. But the average evaluation per unit was $372,000. So if you times that by the 90 units that they have, it's, like, around $33 million. Huge fucking investment. Mm-hmm. And tenants move in in March 2019, and it's, like, pretty reasonable uh, rent for a one-bedroom starts at 13.10 a month. Not bad. Okay. Yeah, especially in a place where the vacancy rate's 1.2%, yeah. like, not terrible. And then in November of 2019, so again, very recent, the building wins an Excellence Award from the Annual Commercial Building Awards for Victoria. So that's, like the highest level award that you can possibly have. Oh, wow, prestigious. I know. I know. Wow. <laughs> so, like there this is, building is like a big deal. Like
1: people are freaking out about it. Yeah. Like yeah. if you live there you're like a celebrity.
0: Yeah, because okay. it's like so modern. Love that for them. You bring your dogs and like
1: granite countertops. Yeah, oh, and sorry. they're award
0: winning. <laughs> Um, So, the judging criteria for this award is uh, the environmental footprint that it took to build it, unique architectural features, complements the neighborhood, the general aesthetics of the building, and most importantly of all, it's construction quality. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Uh-oh. So, that's in November 2019, everyone's like fawning over this building that's been open for less than a year. Then, in December. I can Good. see the tension on your face. <laughs> build up. <laughs> <Yeah>. everything <laughs> is goes it wrong. Fall or something. I'm no, scared. it's not that dramatic. Okay. it's not that dramatic. <laughs> so like everything goes wrong though. So December twentieth, right before Christmas, the city basically comes out from nowhere and is like, this building is not safe, and so they revoke the occupancy permit. And eighty six units were occupied at that time of the ninety units, and they have to like find somewhere to stay over the holidays in, like, this city where, again, the vacancy rate's, like, 1.2%. Mm.
1: And so... Oh, before Christmas. I know.
0: Right before Christmas. so sad. So if we back up a little bit, mm-hmm. um, like, how did this come to happen? Yeah, who
1: snitched? Like, what? <laughs> I mean, That's exactly good, what it
0: is. It's a snitching <laughs> story. <laughs> um, in April, like, right as this building was set to, like, start accepting tenants, the Engineering and Geoscientists Association of British Columbia received a professional conduct complaint against one of the, the engineers as part of like the association. So those can be really like frivolous like it can be literally like that guy slept with my wife and now I'm gonna like file a professional conduct complaint against him <laughs> um, or it can be like really big deals like that guy's not following safety standards. So they get this complaint in April and then they're like okay we'll do an internal investigation. And they take, like, fucking months to do that. So on, it's not until December 3rd that they're like, we have enough evidence to, like, go to the city with this and say that this building is unsafe. But on December 3rd, they do that, and almost immediately the city is like, shit, we need to do an, like, independent review of this building. And they get that done, like, pretty quickly. So they commission this uh, independent third-party report, and that's completed by December 19th, so right before the occupancy, Permit is revoked. And they do that because the report concludes that the building has, quote, a lower than stipulated factor of safety and that a failure could occur with very little warning. And when they're saying, like, failure, it's like collapse. Collapse. So it goes on to say that certain aspects of the building's structural design and its as built structure do not meet engineering requirements and are not sufficient to mitigate risks to life safety of the tenants. Oh, my God. (laughs) Specifically, it identifies life safety concerns regarding both the gravity systems, that's like the weight coming down vertically, uh, and the lateral systems, so how the building performs if there's an earthquake. And the primary issue is that the beams, the support beams on the first and second floor, are just super shitty and could fall apart like they have no ability to actually like hold up the building oh no yeah and so this is like problematic too because i didn't realize this but like vancouver island is like very earthquake prone
1: oh yeah Yeah. it's like in the zone yeah which makes
0: sense right like yeah it's like the pacific coast Mm -hmm. um so if you google like vancouver island earthquakes like guess how many earthquakes it had last year
1: 69 (laughs) is it close
0: no, you
1: overshot.
0: Oh, no. Okay, <laughs> 33. 38. Oh. I know. So there was an earthquake on the island within the past month that was a 4.5, and a 6.3 was the largest one last year, and I think that's big. A 6.
1: Have you ever three? felt an earthquake?
0: Yeah, only in Nicaragua, though. I've only felt like a little one. Like, I looked at the seismic hazard maps from Earthquake Canada, like, the government's website that, like, tracks all this stuff so that they can inform the national building codes. Mm. And there's, like, only two red spots on the map in Canada. One of them is Vancouver Island, (laughs) where...
1: We love to see it. Dan
0: one is just sitting there, like, ready to collapse. And the other one's, like, this random spot in Quebec that I don't understand. Yeah, it's, like, along, like, the... What's that canal called? St. Lawrence. The St. Lawrence. Yeah. River. River. (laughs) not a canal it's not man-made no no
1: okay whatever
0: we're not gonna have any listeners in quebec (laughs) they'll open the podcast and be like oh they're recording from calgary i don't want to listen to that and they shouldn't to be honest we have terrible politics (laughs) okay and so this is a big problem and so the city evacuates everybody and they actually like do a pretty good job responding to this. So they say, this is probably just a temporary issue. We don't know yet how Centurion Property, associate the company that um, bought the building and now owns it, is going to respond. But the city's like, we'll pay for a hotel for everyone to stay in until January 3rd. So like over the holidays, you're set. Like just go stay in a hotel. We'll pay for it all. They also give them a prepaid visa gift card for like $350. So not bad. Not bad. And they offer to pay, if someone decides to leave and break their lease, they offer to pay a rent differential for up to three months that caps out at $1,200. So if you go to a new apartment, because the one you're in is like going to fall down with just like the slightest little <laughs> earthquake, it's going to like collapse like a Jenga tower. Wait,
1: and they still have to break their lease to not live there anymore? Yeah, like but that's...
0: they're they're all off the hook there. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. So the city's going to, like, help cover, like, if you have to move into a place that's a couple hundred bucks more mm. a month, um, capping out at $1,200. they are also paying their moving expenses, which is really impressive. Um, How so, Canadian
1: of them. That's I know, great.
0: right? <laughs> so Centurion Property says they are shocked. <laughs> <Nope>. I'm sure. <laughs> shocked. When they found out the property was deemed structurally unsafe. And the city won't sign off for people to move back in until the engineer of record, which is from design-build services of Langford. Of course. (laughs) Yeah. And a peer review conducted by an independent engineer sign off on the mitigation plan, like, what they're going to do to fix it. But in the meantime, they set up all of these, like, temporary shoring measures. So they put a bunch of beams up, and apparently that's supposed to help the vertical gravity system issues, Mm. but it doesn't really do anything to solve, like, if there's an earthquake, earthquake, which... There most certainly will be at yeah. some point. Yeah. So the the city has this like really wonderful response and takes care of people. They use, again, city of 35,000 people, they use their emergency fund with a budget of $400,000 to support this, which I feel like is a pretty good size of the city's budget.
1: Yeah. Yeah. For a little, little, little city hamlet. like that?
0: <laughs> little Hamlet sub- suburb. So there's also this community response. uh, A GoFundMe account is set up by Langford's Economic Development Committee uh, to help alleviate those out-of-pocket expenses for tenants. They set a goal for raising $20,000. And when I looked at it on February 14th, they doubled that amount. Like, they raised $40,000 with only 32 donors. So it's like... Oh. I know.
1: (laughs) The money. What?
0: A lot of people are donating, like, $5,000. It was a lot of, like... Construction companies in Langford and like Victoria, too, who are like, here's $5,000 from our oh. reputable construction company.
1: So this is like, they're dragging? I think so. I think okay, like,
0: like, I don't want to like question someone's charitable motives, but like, I think it might just be like, next time you want to build something.
1: So that their name is on the GoFundMe. Yeah. It's advertising.
0: Yeah. 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 Sponsorship.
1: <laughs> How, wow. That's. But is forty thousand dollars even enough to make a building earthquake?
0: No, no. And this is for the tenants.
1: Oh, yeah. to like help there. the tenants.
0: Mm. And so a number of tenants end up just like moving out right away, and they move into this neighboring building called the Star. But there's like not enough units there because again, it's eighty-six units of people, not just like eighty-six people, mm-hmm. who are going out into this city that has a one point two percent vacancy rate and trying to find housing all at once intense stress for the record too i looked up what like a balanced housing market is it's like five to seven percent vacancy oh yikes yeah i remember like in 2013 calgary's vacancy rate was down to like two percent and that's when we were trying to find like our first place downtown mm-hmm. and it was so stressful like you had to have like your like deposit check there when you did the viewing you had i had to have, have
1: a credit check one time for something just like ready to go yes
0: Who's this credit check? It
1: used to be so crazy here. I...
0: Yeah. That's when you lived in the place with the hot plate. Literally. (laughs) No problem. (laughs) Okay. So all this is happening, and I just want to, like, zoom in for a second, since this is about people living places. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) And talk about, like, one story. So Tad and Samantha Martin are residents of Danbrook One. They had been renting a large one-bedroom-plus loft unit. And they needed all of that space because of like two things. So one, they have two large dogs, which is great. Pet
1: friendly building. Yeah.
0: So the first dog's name is Brizzo. He's a husky cross with severe social anxiety. (laughs) And the second dog's name is Enyo, and he's a border collie cross with epileptic seizures.
1: (laughs) Um. Wow. I'm speechless. I know. sounds expensive bless
0: their souls uh and the second thing is they're small business owners and they sell candles and leggings and they said they need space for inventory but i'm imagining them like also making all the candles and leggings in their apartment in the loft their two dogs that are just like nuts running around it's just like picture this house
1: (laughs) so dream come true when they got this yeah yeah
0: yeah dream come true you can have your like legging workshop and candle workshop upstairs the essential oils from the candles help calm down the social anxiety of the one dog Mm -hmm. yeah it's it's working out (laughs) so when the city report comes out and the occupancy permits revoked tad and samantha take their two dogs to a hotel but when the support for that dried up on january 3rd they were like, they'd been looking this whole time for a new place to live, and they couldn't find anything. So they ended up moving back into Danbrook 1, no. which, again, just has these temporary shoring measures that, like, say, okay, it's not going to collapse out of nowhere, but if there's an earthquake, it could still Run. collapse. Yeah. So at Danbrook 1, they were paying 1680 a month for more than 1,000 square feet, because, again, they need all the space. Um the star, which is the building that a bunch of people moved into. It's like the only other kind of like high-rise building in the area. Uh only had two bedroom plus den units left, and it was a rate of twenty-two fifty. Oh. Yeah. No. I know. So that's what they're looking at, like the difference of like what's available in our neighborhood that will still take dollars. They're just
1: small business owners. I know. The margin. They can't.
0: You can't afford twenty two fifty a month with candles and leggings. <laughs> you can't. <laughs> So they move back in on January 3rd into a home that they feel unsafe in. And then on January 16th, everyone else who's like still living there is told to leave. And they're like, this isn't going to get fixed anytime soon. So everybody needs to move out. Uh, At this point, Centurion offers uh, people a sum of $1,000 per suite to help alleviate some of the like costs and they also reimburse their December rent and they are they make a big deal of this like and you don't have to pay January rent.
1: Oh, amazing. <laughs>
0: yeah. Thank you so much. Wow. <laughs> um so no timelines given for when the building uh will meet the requirements to like earn back their occupancy unit and the like owner was quoted as saying, "We do not at this time even have a scope of work." that may uh, be required to restore the occupancy permit or a timeline for the completion of the repairs. We've taken the unfortunate step of requiring all remaining residents to vacate their units for their own safety. But then, so again, this was recent, um, fresh news, as of February 13, there were still people like living in the building.
1: I thought they had to leave. Yeah, so the
0: city <laughs> and the property owners were like, we're not sure if we can legally force people out if they don't have a place to stay. Like, you can't, like, yeah. make someone homeless by, like, forcing them out of your building and sending them into the streets. So they haven't been, like, barring access, but they also haven't been, like, charging rent for it. And so wait, these
1: people are living in this building <laughs> that's going to fall down for free?
0: Yeah. But the what? part that, like, fucking pisses me off so much is that Centurion claims that the tenants are, like, exploiting this fact that they haven't been, like, charged rent. And they're, like, they're basically just a bunch of squatters at this point. They're taking advantage. And it's, like, you sold them a building that might collapse at any moment, like, with any earthquake activity. And there's going to be earthquakes because you're on Vancouver Island. I'm
1: so scared for them. (laughs) Can someone
0: help them? Yeah, I know. Um, Like, imagine
1: going to sleep every night being, like, well... (laughs) Could be tonight. <laughs> it could be over. Made it through We're, this day.
0: Right? <laughs> That's all right. <laughs>
1: so wait, do you know how many people live there still?
0: So the property owners don't even know. Uh, they're like <laughs> I know. They're like, some tenants aren't even communicating with us, so we don't know if they've left or not.
1: Well fuck them.
0: I know. <laughs> I'm like how can you not even know who's in the building at this point (laughs) so sorry to inconvenience you oh my god continuing uh... to like try and find a place to live in the city where there's no places to live
1: wow yeah well
0: so a
1: developing story you guys
0: yeah i just want to talk for a second about like whose fault this is because you asked like earlier so like who's gonna pay for it but the part that's like so troubling is it's not just like when they were building, something went wrong. It's like the actual, like, as-designed structure Mm. was flawed. So it's like, right from the start, the blueprints were just like, this isn't gonna withstand an earthquake. And so there's kind of like three people who get blamed in this. The the city, uh, Centurion Property Associates, the owner, and the builder, Design Build Services of Langford, Mm -hmm. creatively named. And the city engineers don't actually, like, review projects. The engineer that gives it, like, a stamp of approval is uh, the person who works for the builder. So there's no... And they have to, like, adhere to BC building codes, but there's no, like, secondary, like, inspection by another engineer. It's just one guy. Yeah. And so the city never gave a stamp of approval, so the mayor was quoted in the Globe and Mail saying, uh, we're looking after the residents only, the liability rests with... Rests with the building owner. Uh, we're not going to use tax dollars to fix a private building. All we can do is help the residents of it, which I feel like fair. Fair. I think they've done like more than they needed to, even. Oh,
1: we we stand the city. Yeah, they're, we
0: stand the city. we love. <laughs> um, and so, at the time of the sale, when Centurion bought the property from Design Build Services. The contracts all indicated, like, the building's structurally sound, everything's good. And Centurion had the property inspected, but not by an engineer. So they, like, bought this, like, multi-million dollar property and didn't even have an engineer, like, look over the building's design.
1: So who inspected it?
0: It, it? They were like, well, we send building inspectors out to look at properties all the time to deem whether they're safe or not, and just because they're not engineers doesn't mean they can't, like, pick out something that's wrong. Um,
1: I think that's literally an engineer's job. <laughs> yeah.
0: Like I think Great. that maybe like structural integrity should They're be like Ooh, it looks so cute. Yeah. Let's do it. Great course countertops. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so and what I think is important too is like Centurion uh also has eight other properties and four hundred and fifty-five rental units in the greater Victoria areas.
1: Are the people scared? <laughs> like, e-. I <laughs> <laughs> oh god (laughs)
0: you're basically learning that like an engineer has never approved like the structure of your building or like your owners aren't taking any um blame for this at all and so design that leaves kind of design build services of langford (laughs) with their project engineer at fault and they have four other projects underway in langford and two are going to be completed this year and every time the media goes to them for comment they're just like we're directing all questions to the city and to Centurion Property, the owners. <laughs> like, they're not even oh, answering questions. So nobody,
1: nobody is nobody. taking accountability for this.
0: No, no, it's fucked.
1: Oh.
0: Yeah. So, yet to be resolved. I wanted to end on the Google reviews for the building.
1: <laughs> okay, yes. Give it.
0: So there's only two. <laughs> They're both for one star. Uh, <laughs> Shocking. Wow. <laughs> the first one is, um, like, someone outlining, like, all the problems and naming design build services and all the different people involved, just saying, like, don't buy properties from these people or rent properties from these people. The second one just is a one-liner. It says, it's a great place to live if you want to die. <laughs> uh,
1: oh, my God i mean they're not wrong
0: they're exactly right they're,
1: i mean live there if you want to die okay yeah uh,
0: live there if you really want to like live on the edge would you
1: live on like the first floor though
0: no because like, everything would fall on top of you but
1: would you live on the 11th
0: floor though? No, absolutely i don't know which one's <laughs> worse <laughs> i guess the first floor you could like run out really quickly when you start to feel <laughs> the earthquake <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's true. Right? Yeah,
0: and just run like as far away wait.
1: as you can. Yeah, because it's going to fall horizontally yeah. also. The confirmed. good thing about
0: Langford is, like, that's the only building that's really tall. So if, like, a house collapses, that's not going to, like, fall on you. And that's, like, what's mostly around there.
1: Okay, okay I can't wait to see a picture of it. Okay. I'm excited
0: yeah. <laughs> i feel bad for those
1: people though i
0: know tad and samantha martin
1: But good job that was yeah so well researched thank you you yeah are gonna be surprised when mine comes <laughs> <laughs> wow it was so good yeah well, that's
0: the story of danbrook one and now i'm gonna close my laptop and listen to and your story yeah okay drink great Okay, so I'm excited for this. You are. yeah my
1: story I, don't know who is gonna be. I my story is definitely different than yours. Mm. Um, so Good. I went with something personal. <gasps> so excellent. I know I, could, yeah. I was waiting to, <laughs> I wanted to say it so bad when we were talking about other places. It's not illegal. it's okay. not it's not the illegal one. Yeah, but um, this is the very personal story. <laughs> <laughs> of when we lived at
0: That was your Inglewood apartment Yes Oh, that place was so beautiful Yeah, so
1: we'll get into like a little bit of the history of the place and stuff like that but to give some context of what Inglewood is Yeah like For, our international, for our listeners. international listeners For international listeners Two of them I'm, I think, we've got, yeah, yeah. I think okay. we've got another one Yeah, I think we've got another one since your story <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, <drew him> <laughs> <laughs> so
1: it's um it was calgary's first neighborhood and it still is deemed like the historical neighborhood of calgary like it's, like
0: it's the all, only place with brick
1: it's all brick <laughs> all the a lot of the buildings are still like the original there's literally like a fort there where fort like calgary fort calgary where like the settlers um probably kicked out our first yeah. nation's <laughs> People. tragic Sorry. very tragic yeah. pretty awful yeah. but it was established in 1885 like after the fort was built so then stuff started like coming and I looked at so many pictures and I was like am I doing a book report
0: <laughs> like, you are like the answer is for the yes. yes and i was like a book report it's... about Fort Calgary <laughs> so,
1: so I did get a lot of information from like a Glenbow museum like Amazing. historical like walking tour like thing like a printout that they have There's something I got from a paper from the U of C, a lot of stuff like that. It's very, like, library. Like, you can find all this info. Like, if you're interested in this original.
0: So you went, like, heart, like, you were, like, hitting the archives. Yeah. That's impressive. For some reason. It just
1: just felt right. It just felt right. There's not much, but a lot of it's, like, personal. But, um, so some history of Inglewood. It is calgary's most haunted neighborhood definitely
0: definitely personally have gone in my notes (laughs) literally
1: in my notes it says natasha went on a ghost tour a A walking
0: ghost (laughs) tour of inglewood and i was spooked by the end of it like Like,
1: this is like full costume right weren't they carrying like a lamp She
0: was like okay so the problem in my mind was that she was wearing like a full cape a top hat and a lantern and i think she had a cane but she kept breaking her character oh. to be like, "This is my side job. I actually oh, had, like sis. run an improv group." And we're like, "Nobody cares about your improv. We're here like, for the ghosts." Commit
1: if you're going to be in the costume, yeah. commit. <laughs> wow, I don't, I don't like that. No. But so there's like a lot of like it's haunted. Everything is like a hundred years old. This building, like the the apartment building that we lived in, was built in 1913. Seriously, it's so old. That's like. And we lived there Greek in 2015. Yeah, yeah, I think that's right. So it was
0: right. like 102 years old
1: when we Wow, moved it in. lasted
0: so much longer than Danbrook One. Yeah, <laughs> the eight-month legacy. they don't build them like they used to. <laughs> they really don't. Um,
1: so Inglewood is like kind of like it's on the river, outside of downtown Calgary. It's a little bit isolated, and like, everything closes at 8. Like, it feels like a little historical village street thing. But when we moved there, it was like, ooh, this is so cute. Oh, like, historical. And there's, like, lights everywhere. Like, shops. Like, like it's yeah. adorable. And yeah. so we're like, amazing. Let's move into the first place we look at. <laughs> um, but the, the place that we lived, the apartment was so cute. Like, 10-foot ceilings. And, like, very drawn, like, when we first got there. And then slowly... I still look back on this place very fondly, but like, yeah. Thinking of like all these stories that I'm gonna tell you, I was like, <laughs> what the fuck? I mean, you <laughs> had
0: a clawfoot tub, so I feel like you have to look oh, back on it. Oh, Um.
1: Okay. <laughs>
0: you can't. You can't look back at an apartment with a clawfoot tub and be like, damn, that place sucked. But the
1: clawfoot tub was in a dungeon. <laughs> there was. Do you guys remember that bathroom? It was.
0: I thought it was beautiful. It yeah. was so charming.
1: It was very charming. Windows. Do you have of it? Ten windows. Yes, we'll post some yeah. photos.
0: Ten windows. Ten. It was on
1: the corner. It was the corner, top third floor, top floor, right in the corner. Oh. It's all original huh. hardwood. It's run by boiler system. Have,
0: like crown molding. Crown
1: molding. Yeah. Very cute. So It was originally built to accommodate, like, the rapidly expanding population, because Calgary was, like, booming back then. In
0: 1913.
1: And right in 1913, (laughs) and right behind the apartment is actually, like, the main train yard, like, for, like, CP Rail, where, like, the the shops and everything are, where, like, the workers, like work on the train, and then send it out, and, like, load it, and that kind of thing.
0: Yeah, it's, like, Inglewood is so cute now, and so gentrified, even though it's it's kept so much of its charm. Yeah. But, like, it was kind of, like, the trash neighborhood. Like, all of... I did this, um, sorry to take over. No, oh my god, (laughs) it's trash. Um, I took this geography class where we had to, like, do, like, mini reports on neighborhoods, And it was like Inglewood, they forced all of the sex workers out of downtown and into Inglewood. We'll get into it. Oh, okay. (laughs) You're on Mm -hmm. it. (laughs) Okay. But yeah, like it's that kind of thing. Like it used to be seedy. It was like
1: anything on like the east side of downtown was like...
0: But like a lot of cool music venues. Yeah.
1: Very hipster. And now it's more Portland. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Which, you know, look it up a picture. We'll put it on your Instagram, okay? So... It was actually built to, like, house all of the workers that were working at the CP Rail, and it started as, like, a boarding house more yeah. than, like, an apartment building. Yeah. Like, it was, like, shared rooms, studio, only the corners were one-bedrooms, and everything else was, like, studio, boarding house, like, very, very small. Did
0: they have kitchens, like the original? Kitchenettes. Kitchenettes. Yeah. Ooh.
1: So, I don't know what that looks like in 1913. You don't have microwaves, so, like, that's my view of a kitchenette.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Mini-fridge and a microwave.
1: Yeah, that's confusing.
0: (laughs) Maybe it's, like, your very first apartment, and they just had a hot plate. I'm
1: screaming. Illegal. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and the, the hallways between the apartments were literally 10 feet wide for some reason. Like, it just looks, it's from the past. Like, it's so weird. So, I collected five of some of the craziest stories of the year of the year that we live there and then i just have like trigger words so i'm gonna give you the five options and then you pick which stories you want to hear in what order what if i
0: want multiple stories oh you're gonna get all of them but
1: but you get to decide the order it's like a choose your own adventure so we have okay stacy laundry (laughs) yeah biohazard mold with an exclamation point (laughs) clawfoot and then just a sad
0: face. Uh, I want biohazard. Oh, is that six? One, two, three, four, five. Oh, that's six. Six stories. Okay. We Start just got biohazard. another international
1: listener because yes. I added content. Third one. Okay. So, biohazard. Ooh. Okay, this one's pretty heavy. So, in the building, very, very mixed crowd. Old, young, musicians. Some people have been living there for like, 20 years. Yeah. Hoarder apartments, like, pretty crazy.
0: Like, you guys are there for the historical charm and, like, how cute it is that there's people who have just been living there since the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> like, literally.
1: So, this, I think this is one, it of those, wasn't charming, one of it those, one of those, when it gross. wasn't charming <laughs> and pretty gross. Like, it did, they did renovate it, I think, yeah. and, like, I read in 2007, but couldn't tell, to be honest <laughs> with you, so no problem. Um, So, there was, this man who lived in the basement right at the bottom of the landing of the stairs, he was very old, like you would see him, and he one of the guys I was just like, it took fifty minutes for him to go from the front door like to his car, like <laughs> oh he was so old, <laughs> so sweet and so sweet and then one day, um I just stopped seeing him, and I was like, "Oh, no problem, like oh no. it's fine, oh no um." And then there was, like, street parking, so he there, he had this truck that he would, like, stumble to, and then one day, or I guess it was, like, over a couple weeks, but it just, like, stopped moving, and I was like, oh, he's old, like, people would bring him groceries, yeah. like, it's fine, old people shouldn't be driving all the time, Yeah, it's fine. But then, the truck had, like, flat tires, and I was like, oh, this is okay, kind of weird, still haven't seen the guy. I mean, none of my business, but, (laughs) and then one day I went down to go do laundry and in front of his apartment door was a biohazard tent that was like, literally from the movies, like taped against the wall with like structure. It It was yellow, yellow with a biohazard sign sign, and like, like Wimis, a Wimis sign and you had to zip in <gasps> and then zip out like it was like a two layer thing to like get into his apartment.
0: Like there and was like a, a detox area. Yes. Yeah.
1: So that the, the biohazard particles didn't out. Um, get out and then so when I was doing my laundry walking down I came out the same time as these people in like actual biohazard suits like <gasps> ET suits and then I saw in the apartment and one person is scrubbing the bathroom floor like crazy Oh my God. and then the smell, I've never smelled any. I'm, Describe it to me. The smell of a dead body. I. <laughs>
0: it was definitely a. De- it was, was a dead body. Ask, like what the hypothesis. It was. Are, but it was definitely n- a dead
1: body. Nothing I'd ever smelled before, oh. and he had died in oh. his bathroom.
0: No, that's so sad. I know. That is so sad. And
1: nobody even. Nothing, I don't understand how it went on so long because
0: realize we were creating a tragedy podcast yeah
1: that's why you went pretty heavy on it but um, (laughs) just to give you context of the building definitely haunted like if you think about it well
0: that guy alone how
1: many people had to have died in that building Mm -hmm. over a hundred and two year period it's just kind of like so many spooky
0: yeah especially if you think about like inglewood as like historically like a low rent area With, like, a lot Mm -hmm. of people who probably couldn't afford to move into, like, assisted care. Yeah. Or, yeah. And it's
1: older, too. Like, it's, like, Uh, yeah. So that's one story of my time there, which is pretty alarming. Yeah. To be honest with you. Yeah. And then they just, like, towed his truck to the back and then someone else moved in two months later.
0: No. Yes. No. (laughs) Did they know? No. No. Did I'm you sure. tell them? I would tell them. No, I didn't. They had a
1: dog. It was really cute.
0: <laughs> you wanted to keep them there, so you didn't tell them their apartment was haunted. It was really
1: cute. One of those like greyhound looking ones.
0: What if right before you guys moved into your place, someone else died? Like maybe that's the only way apartments come up in that building. Was it by people might dying. be.
1: Oh, and I was looking on Rent Faster, and it's so much cheaper now than it used to be when really? you were renting it. Yeah, it was because like that was like
0: 2013 when the Calgary vacancy rate was like two percent. Yeah. Yeah. Insane. Yeah.
1: Okay, so, what are you drawn to next?
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, remind me of my five other options. Um,
1: Stacy, laundry, <laughs> mold, clawfoot, and sad face.
0: I want to hear about the clawfoot tub, because <laughs> I thought that was the best part of the apartment. Okay,
1: so, I did too. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh my god, it's so cute, a clawfoot tub. Like, original tub that was it had been refinished, but it's the tub that was there. But it didn't have, and I didn't realize this until, like, after we lived there, but it didn't have anywhere to hang a shower
0: Oh, it didn't have one of those, like, hanging rods that goes all the way around? No,
1: so it had, (gasps) yeah, it had a rod that went all the way around with, like, curtains, but because it was 10 feet high, the...
0: the curtains didn't reach the curtains the tub?
1: barely reached the tub. <gasps>
0: so you just had a wet floor every and you time. You so a like shower. it would
1: go, but you couldn't attach the shower nozzle to anything to keep it up like a normal shower, like water spraying above you from like on top. So uh, when you showered
0: You had to hold the yes! How do you even wash your hair like that if you're, like, one hand down? You
1: just stand here like this. (laughs) Sorry, for podcasters. Jay
0: is holding a hand above his head and looking down, and it's, like, a look of sadness.
1: So for a full year, I showered with, like, a hose. (laughs) Literally just spraying myself with a hose in this like gorgeous hundred year old clawfoot tub
0: i would sit down every time like if i
1: sometimes i did sometimes i had to it was so cold (laughs) just spraying one part of your body at a time and probably like no
0: steam build-up because the shower curtain doesn't like fully enclose the shower yeah and that bathroom was like the biggest part of the apartment okay
1: yeah the bathroom was like hundred and fifty square feet <laughs> with ten foot ceilings, and the whole apartment was probably four fifty. Yeah, like it's definitely bigger than the kitchen. Yeah, no shelves in the bathroom at all. But no. that was why, just why would
0: you need them? Why the things? So that trees? was
1: a rental nightmare. Can you guys relate? <laughs> okay, I I feel like I want to just tell you about the sad face one because yeah. it's sad, and the other ones are not.
0: The other ones so. You've already told me about a dead body. There's (laughs) another one. No problem.
1: (laughs) So when we looked up, we you just type in the address of the building and like, ooh, like what happened here over its history. This is like one of the top stories that comes up. It was actually someone was murdered. Um, in the little green space stairwell area beside the apartment, like literally, like the.
0: Like the was it like the fire escape stairwell? Is in Outside? the back.
1: So if you're looking at the front of it on the right hand side. Okay. Yeah. Just the, no one ever used it. It Was advertised as green space, but it was <laughs> not, there was nothing there. You're
0: not
1: going there for it, Well, enjoyment. maybe because of this. No, there wasn't yeah. even a chair. Was there even a barbecue? I don't think so. Mm. Um, so I got this information from a paper called "The Victimization of Sex Workers" by Augustine Branigan,
0: written you, in Augustine.
1: 1995. It wherever
0: you—that's early for yeah. someone to be like.
1: I mean, I did change oh, some of the verbiage, it wasn't but sex workers no problem.
0: <laughs> we are Not protecting Augustine correct.
1: because the paper was <laughs> very good. Okay. Um, the sex worker's name was Claudette Colette Ansel, That's and her body name. was found. Claudette Colette. I yeah. know when I read that, I was yeah. like, icon. Yeah. Um, her body was found in the green space stairwell beside the <gasps> building. She was 27 years old. And she was um, a sex worker that was known to frequent the National Hotel. And it's like yeah. that kind of strip, like how you were saying, how they pushed all the sex workers out of the downtown, the downtown core. core. Yeah, They all went to Inglewood and that like led to its like seediness and like yeah. that kind of it was like, oh, we need to revitalize it. Yeah. And the National Hotel was like pretty yeah, bad. Like now it's like the Nash. So she disappeared <laughs> on Wednesday, December 2nd, and then... They found her body the next day. Oh, 27
0: years In 1992.
1: Mm. Like, I don't know why, but there's just, like, so much death around this building that, like, you just don't know about. Like, when you're Deep signing a death. lease, it's just <laughs> when like... When
0: you're like, wow, crown molding. Oh, we I love the
1: boiler. Great. Oh, the radiator. It's <laughs> so <foot> cute. <laughs> Murder galore. So. I thought
0: your clawfoot tub story would be like someone slipped in a clawfoot tub and...
1: That's what happens. No, that's why. <laughs> Not to yeah. Everyone's no problem.
0: Public service announcement. Get Taps a mat. Those little grip strips. To grip the bottom strips of your if you're tub. old. Grip Save strips. A if a if you're, life. Oh.
1: <laughs> okay, so you have laundry mold with an exclamation point and mm. Stacy.
0: Stacy. Okay. Is she your downstairs neighbor? No, she's oh. our.
1: Oh my God, the downstairs neighbor. <laughs> Four noise complaints later, no problem. Um <laughs> Stacy name changed to protect identities oh, was okay. our landlord. Uh, landlord landlady, land person, no, landlord. Landlord-us. Landlord, landlordess. <laughs> she so when I met her, I was like, Oh, this is weird. Like she has one of the craziest personalities. Stacy, if you're out there, thanks for letting us rent that apartment. No one else viewed it. <laughs> Um, she's so 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 crazy she had like imagine this like red hair to her shoulders but the first three inches of her roots were completely white
0: oh I hate
1: that in like I the most that. perfect line that was like at her eyeballs
0: just accept your
1: white hair she, Except she your couldn't it was like fire truck red yeah. and she was always yelling like out of breath like I gotta go I gotta get to the next place And, like, after a while, like, very endearing, but she, in, like, the first two weeks that we met her, she was like, oh, I have to come back, and I'll bring you some papers in a little, you guys just move in, like, it's fine, and we'll get you to sign this. And we're like, okay, cool, sounds good. So she was going to come and drop them off and then couldn't make it. Texted and be like, sorry, I'll come tomorrow. I'm like, no problem. You guys
0: were already, like, moved in.
1: Already living in the apartment. Still needed to (laughs) To sign sign more legal documentation that we were living there. But, so then the next day she came back, knocked on the door, and when I opened the door, she was, her hair was dripping. Yeah. Red hair dye. Ah! So
0: it looked like blood.
1: Looked like blood. Great. Onto a white neck brace.
0: (laughs) Oh, no. And her
1: eyes were both black. (laughs)
0: Like, she had, like, two black eyes. Two black or her eyes. like, entire eyeball was black. Her
1: black eyes. Two okay. black eyes.
0: That's less creepy. And
1: we were so, like...
0: So, since the last time you saw her, she was like...
1: Dramatic. I'm
0: gonna get in a fight. <laughs> two black eyes. Neck brace. Now is a good time to dye my hair.
1: She needed to dye her hair that was first step well, one I mean,
0: you already noticed her roots so like she probably really did and like
1: even she was like when she came she's like oh i need to dye my hair like one of like one of those ladies just like so crazy and sweet but so she came and the neck brace was like red because her hair dye was dripping she was like oh i was in the middle of doing my hair and we're like oh cool no problem and then she was like, you'll notice the eyes, you'll notice the eyes. And we're like, oh. At this point, she's in the apartment. Yeah. Like. Just dripping
0: red hair dye. Dripping red hair dye on, on her neck brace. All over your year old floors. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and she was like, oh, one of my other tenants at one of my other buildings called me last night about a problem. I'm like, oh, okay. Like, this is all not provoked. Like, she just yeah. need- had a story that she needed to tell.
0: <laughs> and you were a captive and- audience because she was in your home. <laughs>
1: intruder <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so she was like yeah I went there last night and, and I got knocked out and we were like oh she's like yeah punched in the face and she's like that's why I'm in the neck brace now and we're like oh thank you for thank sharing. you for sharing um Can we sign our hello thank you and then she's like okay great so security deposit will go through everything just acting as if nothing had happened <laughs> <laughs> but this woman is running this 29-unit building and can't get it together. No. But it's so endearing. Oh. And Janine, deep friend of the pod, Janine, <laughs> um, actually viewed an apartment there one time, yeah. and the first thing she texted after was like, oh my god, I met
0: Shd***y. <laughs> Ryan, be, just bleep that. <laughs> bleep, bleep that. Bleep the real name.
1: <laughs> so that's, to give context of the what was going on and how the building was managed.
0: Okay. So at this point we have ghost of dead sex workers. Yes. Tragic. Tragic. Ghost of guy on the first floor. Tragic. Also tragic. You can't have a good shower. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps the most tragic Shower, part of terrible. All. <laughs> Tricked. <laughs> yeah. And your landlady is crazy. Crazy. Yeah. And also getting, like, beaten up by her tenants. That oh, doesn't seem...
1: God. Poor girl.
0: This, this I'm, like, awesome. She's in her 60s, too. Kennedy like, this is... not Like, she's... Terror. <laughs> she's
1: a senior citizen. Woman. These two are a little more lighthearted.
0: Okay, good. Yeah, let's end with Laundry
1: and mold. With mm, an exclamation point. I
0: want to save mold for the end. Or oh, should we save laundry for no, the end? No, they're both psychotic. Mold for <laughs> the end. Laundry now. Okay, great. Yeah. So this one
1: might be... My least favorite thing about the building. <laughs> it really is just like, anytime I think about it, my skin is... Ooh, my skin just crawls. Okay, so in the laundry room, pretty standard, like, coin laundry. Yeah. Bottom floor. Bottom floor was so creepy. Like, just cold well, again, and haunted. all of the ghosts. Like, you... It was really weird. Super shadowy. Like, there's no windows in the hallway because they're mm. all in the apartments. Yeah. So... Just weird. So you go down the hall, and then you'd like turn right, and then the laundry machines are like in the back. So I was just doing laundry for a couple months before I realized when you walk through the laundry room door to the right is a locked door, and to the left is a a locked door. I was like, no problem. It's just like probably vacuums or like someone who cleans, like something, like some storage closet, something like that. Yeah. But one day, when I was just down there doing laundry, these people, like, came and walked into the laundry room, and I was like, oh, okay, whatever, like, no problem, and then he opened the door on the left, and when I was leaving, I looked inside, and it was a unit.
0: No. So he had to he, access his unit three of the laundry room? Inside the
1: laundry room. <laughs> So, because this was built in 1913 and everyone was just scrubbing their laundry in their sink before, <laughs> they had to convert it. Like they to had to put do like something. Actual laundry. So the door when you walk into the laundry room actually used to be an apartment. So what would be the living room of the p- apartment yeah. is the laundry room, and to the left is where he sleeps. It's, like a it's suite. literally a bachelor suite. It's a bed and the kitchen, and then. I found this out one time when I was down there again because I heard the door open, the, his apartment door open, and him unlock the other door to the right of the laundry room and go in it. And I was like, oh, that's really weird. And then when he left, when I was still in there,
0: yeah.
1: it was the bathroom. <laughs> so his, Wait, bath- no. his bathroom wasn't even in.
0: You had to leave his apartment yes. to go to his bathroom. To
1: unlock His bathroom (laughs) to do anything. And like you would hear him showering in there, and like it's just the weirdest. thing ever. At
0: least you'd have like a lot of white noise all the time with all the machines running. I guess. Like in that like, old building.
1: If he had to pay nice. what we had to pay <laughs> I
0: I doubt he had to. You had the top floor corner unit not like the laundry room conversion. Mm,
1: <laughs> very true. Yeah. And it was also next to the boiler room like it was just yeah. so scary.
0: Tell us all about how much you paid too. I've we paid
1: to 1300 with a hundred dollars a month off
0: Mm. or no
1: it was 50 bucks so we paid 1250 for a year that's not bad not bad
0: not bad yeah
1: for a haunted building
0: yeah i feel like you guys had a lot of space there in the bathroom specifically but like
1: there was only one closet in the whole thing but
0: no storage we made it work yeah people didn't have things in 1913
1: no they only had dirt (laughs) Dirt and the clothes on their back.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And nowhere to wash them. And nowhere to wash them.
1: (laughs) No kitchenette. Um, Okay, so the last story I have. Mold. Mold. Exclamation mark. So this happened probably two or three weeks, like, after we moved in there. But I would, like, go get Starbucks in the morning. And there was, like, some workers just, like, working in the stairwell landing. Yeah. And I was like, oh, cool, whatever. Like, they're refinishing it or something. So let's go get my Starbucks, not sponsored. And but then feel free to sponsor us. Please feel free.
0: Send us an email, jointtenancy at gmail.com.
1: We'll do it for free. For a <laughs> drink. For some pike.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: and then I left, and then I came back, and then the two guys had ripped off these two panels.
0: Okay, so to give you context,
1: you walk up the stairs. Yeah. You walk up the stairs, and then you'd walk up one more set of stairs, and right to the left was the door to the apartment. Okay. So on the landing was basically where... The bedroom wall met the outside. And is
0: the staircase like really narrow? I can't remember. Wide, wide. Like a, It's like as wide, wide as
1: the hallway. <laughs> it's so wide. But like where the bed was and where the heads were. Yeah. You basically like slept against like the outside of the landing. Okay. It's, like they shared a wall. Yeah. And so the panels they were ripping off, which were where the head was, pulled off. And I was I walked up and I was like, oh, what's going on? He's like oh, black mold here. No! We we just got a change change in the drywall. And I was like, oh.
0: And it's like the other side of the wall against your head where you sleep.
1: The other side of the wall.
0: (laughs) And he's just nonchalant, like, oh, yeah. And they only changed...
1: one side of it not even like the bedroom (laughs) side like the hallway side of that (laughs) and then I just like look down at them and like go into the apartment but
0: you're like this is why I've been coughing for eight months please
1: (laughs) will somebody tell us something about the building like this is like (laughs) I just can't believe it the tricks and (laughs) so yeah we never got the black mold on our side
0: never saw it figured out could have been there though. but like probably did i have better.
1: breathing problems yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i did <laughs> so overall this building the charm 10 out of 10 mm-hmm. the ceilings? 10 out of 10 the molding the 10 windows the 10 windows yeah. oh my god the light mm-hmm. looked at a church it was so gorgeous but like if you really looked at it (laughs) if you lived there and like understood the context you knew it just piled up into something that was pretty easy to let go to be (laughs) honest with you they asked us to resign the lease and i was like
0: well we'll find somewhere else i don't think so they even
1: had like rental people come in and look at our unit and be like oh this is a nice one this is a nice one I bet they weren't engineers.
0: At least whoever moved in after you wasn't moving in immediately after someone died.
1: Yeah, you know what? That's That's true. We kept great care of it. Yeah. And no one died.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) So that is the story of... Sleep that out. (laughs) One of of my first (laughs) rental experiences Uh, after the illegal suite.
0: I'm so glad you did a personal one. I know. I really
1: want to do a personal one to like...
0: Introduce yourself. Yeah. yeah. And
1: it's like, this is about everything.
0: Yeah. It's about, it's like such a hodgepodge of all of the terrible experiences you can have in one building. It's just
1: two people talking about living places. Um. And I lived there <laughs> for 14 months. <laughs>
0: okay. Well. That was so good. Thank you. Yeah. Look at us.
1: Rest in peace to Claudette Colette.
0: Yeah. Forever an icon. We love. Are we going to do a keeping the lights on?
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we kind of came up with this little positive because, yeah. like, this is, this, I mean, I talked about two people dying.
0: Yeah. No one died in my story, but those two dogs are homeless. Oh, now. God.
1: <laughs> so we call this keeping the lights on.
0: Yeah. Um, so it's basically some happy thing that is related to housing or interior design or architecture that we found development development yeah
1: do you want to go what's
0: um, yours sure okay let's try to think of one this morning because i picked mine i added yeah. it to that outline last night <laughs> no problem i think okay so i think my thing is a lot of like the interior design blogs that i follow Oh. Uh, I've been saying that like 2020 is all about like curvy lines in design. So like you go from like kind of those mid-century modern sofas that we both have,
1: <laughs> our identical sofas <laughs>
0: that are very square, <laughs> like a very like straight lines, to like ones with like very high arches and are like more like overstuffed and like archways or just arches everywhere, like arch mm. mirrors, like everything's about arches and. Apartment Therapy did this like article on this really cute trend where people are taking the color of your door frames and then painting like just like little arches in the space between your door frame and the ceiling. Oh, cute. Like above it. So it kind of like fakes like a weird architectural feature like mm-hmm. in such a cute way though.
1: So, Ooh, I've never seen that. Mm-hmm. That one's adorable. It was so
0: adorable. And then some people do it in like really bold colors. So it's like just like a little kind of like half a statement circle. statement door. Above your door. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I really want to do it, but we have like those fire sprinklers installed oh, yeah, like yeah, above yeah. a couple of our doors. I'm like, can't really incorporate that in. <laughs> Don't want to a draw feature. attention for that.
1: Can't paint those.
0: Yeah. At least it's safe though. Wow. In case of a fire. That's so cute. Yeah, so Send like me a pic. Oh, find the pic on her yeah, Instagram. Yeah, find the pic on
1: Instagram. At joint tenancy.
0: Yeah. And Twitter. And Twitter.
1: Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so mine, um, when I went for my haircut yesterday, oh, yeah. the Barbaress. It was not a barber shop, but it was a, (laughs) it was a female barber. Yeah. Um, but she was telling me about, so this place it's, it's located in Calgary's like design district, Mm. which is like, basically like Calgary has like a lot of different Neighborhoods like Mission and Kensington and Inglewood and like that kind of thing. Yeah. And this area used to be like super popular in the '80s. It was called like Electric Ave, like yeah, full of like restaurants and life it's and very like, like
0: when the Olympics were happening. Yeah. It was like the lively area. And
1: now it's like, I mean, it has like architectural firms and like furniture stores. Yeah. And like it's definitely changed i think in the last little bit there's even like a gallery block like a whole block Mm -hmm. that's galleries but it's so cute but she just told me that just like 17th ave and like all those other areas like the city of calgary approved a revitalization of the design district so like Social media and like adding like more green space Ugh. and like trees and po- and potted plants and just like
0: like it's like a beautification and like project. fixing like
1: the parking a little bit like the street parking around there. Oh, I love that. And so they're just trying to like redo like that four block area. Oh, that's so
0: good. And
1: it just seems so cute. And we live like one right block there. away from it anyway. Yeah. So <laughs> selfish but (laughs) no problem but and even that place next to the barber shop that's like for lease is a new cocktail like appetizer Uh lounge thing going in owned by a prominent calgary development group that i will not name on this podcast (laughs) concord (laughs) bleep that out no promo for them stories about them yeah so many yeah (laughs) Um, so yeah, I'm just excited and she, I had no idea. And that's she so told exciting. me, it sounds so cute. I love that. And Seventeen Dab is like...
0: That's going to benefit us, us specifically, specifically so much. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And it has three, like, there's no other neighborhood that has three grocery stores in like the same I know. block. We like, live
0: in the best place. It's amazing. <laughs>
1: we'll tell you one time.
0: <laughs> Maybe not. Stay tuned. Yeah.
1: Maybe not. You guess, don't know where our address is.
0: Yeah. So that's it. This was our first episode. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Uh, remember to rate, review,
1: like, subscribe.
0: You can find us on Instagram and at joint Oh yeah,
1: and Twitter. Yeah. At joint tenancy also.
0: And you can send us an email, uh, joint tenancy at gmail.com. We really want to hear your terrible stories. Yeah. So send them to us. Send them. Send them in either written format traditional
1: (laughs) traditional (laughs) format
0: or audio clips and maybe maybe we'll play them on that could be cute yeah yeah we don't know yet or if
1: you don't like your voice like us we'll read it for you (laughs) (laughs) no problem yeah okay okay well thanks guys thanks for listening bye bye